The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Topo. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and guest Charlie Clawson, number one. Dave Anthony is back behind the microphones. How are you, Dave? Good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. Are you Dave or are you a? Have they replaced Dave with a robot? Is it, is it Robo Dave? Good day, mate. <laughs> While I've been away, this is like a Stepford Wives thing. This is me now. Like everyone, I'm Rupert is, Murdoch has replaced everyone that I'm podcasting with with robots. This is me. Or the CSI, the CSIA. It's great to CIA. join. It's great to join you today, Will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to start with the quiz today, Dave. Oh, yep. Uh, somebody sent the, me this on the internet and said that we should do this, and okay, I think this is fair, a good one I, to do. Fair, so I'm going to yeah. get you uh, to do this quiz first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quiz is it's one of those like those Facebook quizzes. I don't know if you ever do them, like you know which Game of I'm Thrones. Not, I'm only on Facebook. I changed my Facebook so it's just a fan page, so I don't uh-huh. get involved in stuff. Right. So I only go to my page and then I leave. So I never see anything else. That's why they've replaced you with a robot. That is right. If you're not yeah. involved with Facebook anymore, they're like, well, he has to be a robot. Real, I'm not. Uh, Will, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the quiz. Uh, so, but you understand the concept, right? Yes. They do these quizzes, and you fill in like you know which Princess Bride character yes. are you, or which you know, yeah, Jedi Knight. Yeah, are I remember you or doing whatever. those back when I was on Facebook. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So here's one that mm-hmm. you're going to do today. Oh boy. What stand-up comedian are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just—I haven't done this. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're both going to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the options are. I don't know what the answers are. But yeah. I thought that this would be a fun thing for us to do to play. Okay. Uh, what stand-up comedian are you? Okay. Okay. Now, question one, and you can only give one of these options, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you need to hear any of them again, let us know. But uh, what kind of jokes do you tell? Now, okay, you tell me uh, if you were going to describe what sort of jokes do you tell? What would you say? And I'll see if it fits any of the categories. Um, I would say, I guess I'm like a, a brief storyteller. Okay, I'm going to go through the options: one-liners, Mm-mm. observational, Mm-mm. cringe humor. Mm, no, you want to reconsider? No. <laughs> <laughs> cringe humor, uh, feminist, <laughs> <laughs> insult humor. No, no, that's more your Don Rickles uh, yeah. sort of thing, isn't it? Your comedy roast, knock knock jokes. <laughs> Are you doing knock knock jokes? Yes, that is what I'm moving into. Uh, character based? Yeah, I mean, it'd be more. No, I, mean, I don't turn into a character. But no, I am a character. Uh, surrealistic? No, no. Self deprecating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So out of those, they're your options. So, so none of them are short form storytelling. <laughs> no. No. There's no storytelling. But it would be it would be self deprecating. Okay. You're gonna go with self deprecating. All right. Beautiful. We'll lock that in. Okay. Question two. Who thinks you're funny? Oh God. 
Now, um, I'm, I'm just going to give you the options. Mm. I won't make you answer that one yourself. Uh, is it my friends? And that would be your friends, mm-hmm. not my friends. You know, no, your friends. <laughs> yeah, do, do my <laughs> friends. Think of my, me. Friends, <laughs> my friends don't. Uh, the second one is Will's friends. No. <laughs> uh, my friends, my mum and dad. No. <laughs> other funny people. Yeah. Yes. Other funny people think you're funny. Uh, my significant other. Does, yeah. you, does Heather think you're funny? Yes, yeah, she does. Okay, good. Uh, my co-workers? Well, that would be my other funny people, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, de- depending on what project you're working on. Uh, everybody? I don't no. know. We'll no. skip over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing we know about you, Dave, is you are not. I am not for, for all. everybody. No, that is so true. Yeah, uh, I came up with a title. Well, Justin and I came up with a title for my book, uh, and uh, which is uh, "If I'm the Answer, You're Asking the Wrong Questions." And uh, ah. the, is it the internet? Does the internet? What well, the internet does think you're funny? Oh, I Twitter? guess the internet does think I'm like funny. Like yeah. podcasts, right? Yeah. Um, or finally, me. That's all I need. <laughs> wow. I don't know which sort of comedian that makes you, by the way. I would I would say funny people. I would think yeah, that, other funny people. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that's people. a pretty good answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock that in. All right. What prop do you use? Okay. Assuming that all comedians uh, use yep. props. Well, the wig and the horn. Uh, hats. Mm. Bowling pins. <laughs> I mean, there's no none. There's the first one should be none. <laughs> but yeah, I do use bowling pins. Clown shoes. Uh, oh boy, this just got really weird. <laughs> Wigs. Uh, cane. You know cane. when you're doing your house my impression. My cane bit. My my uh, Charlie Chaplin bits that I still do. <laughs> you Willy Wonka <laughs> opening scene. Uh, tails. Ears. Now I assume that doesn't. <laughs> just ears. Just ears. Do you have them? Do you use them? <laughs> do you listen? Do you listen do you, to your... Do you use your ears? Uh, no, ears, I imagine they mean some sort of prosthetic Big, ear, crazy Like Spock ear. ears or like... Yeah. You know, like... The best famous, comedy. Like, <laughs> like, like, what, like what Louis does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, noses, I assume that's the same. Oh, it's got to be the same. Or have it maybe... Because it says noses, so maybe... You do you have an extra different nose? noses on. Yeah, but maybe you have an extra nose. Maybe you've got two noses. So, so you have one nose on and then you put another nose on? Yeah. I mean, like set up first of all, line. hilarious. That <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> man has more than one he nose. Did. He's got two noses. <laughs> I mean, that's not right. It's not right at all. I can't stop laughing. Remember when we saw that guy he talked about? I don't care what he talked about. He had two noses. <laughs> yeah, he was wonderful. Uh, or dummies. Now, I understand that, you know... You might not have any of those, but have you worn clown shoes when you've worn yeah, clown I have, pants? Yeah, I would have to say yeah, clown, clown shoes. shoes. That's the one, I, right? Because when I first started doing the live walk in the rooms, I would wear clown shoes. So I... Oh, well, we'll get to me. Uh, question four. Who do you like to make fun of? Uh, okay. Oh, boy, this is a big list. Celebrities? Mm. Sometimes. Yeah. Ignorant people? Oh, oh yeah, they yeah, get a mention. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, this is easier to fill in than props. <laughs> it it's much easier. <laughs> Can I take one of my prop choices and take it into who I, I make fun of? Here, uh, my significant other. No. Not really. You're not a significant other. Mm-hmm. Come on, teenagers. 
No. All those teenagers. All oh, those little rascals. Now that you're living up in the mountains, you might start doing some Although, curmudgeonly teenager material. Well, I did today. I was walking down. I was walking my dog down the street, uh-huh. and I walked past this car, and I hear the sound of a lighter being flicked, and then there's just a girl smoking out of a pipe. But it 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 looks like a crack pipe at right. first. I'm like, wait, and then I realize she's smoking pot. Right. But she's just sitting on the road smoking pot. And yeah. I was like, it's against the law. I wanted to be like, have you seen the crime blotter? The cops are always arresting people for pot around yeah. here. But I also want to be like, old man, like, what are <laughs> right. you doing? You, what, you before school? Right. But also, what? by the way, you are already an old man because you've started your sentence with, have you seen the crime blotter? <laughs> I love the crime blotter there. <laughs> it's amazing. Where, do, where does the crime blotter... So a crime blotter is in the local paper. Yep. Uh, where does blotter come from, by the way? I don't know. What, weird I don't know, but they, in all the little papers, blotter. it's called the crime blotter. I've said it three times. And, and I love it. I, yeah, but I don't understand it. <laughs> it's a blotter. Blotter. But it's like this... There's a little bit of a couple of meth stores usually, and then there's a... Yeah, of course. Someone got smoking pot, smoking uh-huh. pot, smoking pot, and then there'll always be... A woman got a call from someone asking questions about the, saying they're from the IRS and they wanted her social security number uh-huh. and she didn't give it to him. Right. But then she called police. So there's always some old woman who someone calls up and right. says, hey, can we get information from you? And she goes, no. And then she calls the cops and the cops have to go over and write up a report, even though it's Put the it most in the ludicrous blotter. thing. Yeah. And then it goes in the blotter. Right. It's pretty great. It is interesting how the internet has made us so blasé towards how often people try to steal from us. Though. Oh, my God. Constantly. Like Because if in real life, people try to steal from you as that. often as people try to steal from you on the internet. Oh, no. If like, we would live... Like it's, it would be terrifying. It would be, be like if every time you went to your door, there were a bunch of people there just and going, you had to figure out which, which one's the real guy that you're supposed to let in. Or if you just went into another room and like suddenly there was just people like looking at your stuff. <laughs> going, you're like, What? <laughs> Well, you left your credit card here. And yeah, so, but this is secure. No, not anymore. No, not here it isn't. Yeah, I'm in Russia. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we don't have rules. <laughs> no rules. We shoot planes I've, out of the air. I've gone through all your shit and right. I'm shooting down planes. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. All, all bits are off, mate. <laughs> we're, we're in the purge. As soon as the plane fucking went down, mate, the purge fucking started. You think I, we care about your internet policy privacies? No way. I saw the second purge. Oh, and? It was better than the first purge. Yeah, would that would would, would not have been difficult. Yeah, I saw. I, then I went back and watched the. I first thought purge. the first purge had a great premise. Yes, I've spoken about this before mm-hmm. on the podcast, but um, I I thought it had a great premise, but I thought it was poorly executed. Very so poorly. my hopes for the second purge, purge two, even purge yeah, was better. Were that I thought that it might have a bit more budget. They could kind of execute the idea a bit better. Oh, uh, they did have more budget. Yeah. Because it takes place outside, so right. immediately it's already <laughs> cost is up. <laughs> the purge too. Outside, uh, what's going on outside? Yeah. I mean, the thing I wanted to know about in the first place more than one house. <laughs> <laughs> the purge, more than one house. Uh, all right, um, politicians sometimes, oh, sometimes old people sometimes. Mm. Uh, my parents, mm. yeah, well, your dad, your, yeah, da- my dad, your dad yeah. definitely. Rich people, yes, mm-hmm. mean people. Mm, I think I am a mean people, right. <laughs> So, you are, well, that goes into, you've already said self-deprecating, so you can't have that one. Um, celebrities, ignorant people. So now I'm going to read them all again. You just choose your, your, the one you think best. Celebrities, ignorant people, my significant other, teenagers, my parents, rich people, old people, politicians, mean people. 
I guess I'd say ignorant people. Okay, we're going to go with ignorant people. I think that's actually, that's pretty good. The dollop, which by the way, like if you're not listening to the dollop, listen to the dollop. It's, it, I think it's like the best podcast on the internet at the moment. Oh, wow. Thanks. It really is. It's just a must, must listen to. I was thinking about that. I was walking around today and I was listening. I was listening because I did uh, the Sklar show, Sklar yeah. Country. And it'll be out this week if people want to listen to that. And they were really uh, generous and I had a yeah. really good time. But I would listen to a few of like their most recent episodes just to kind of get in the vibe and see what they've been talking about and whatever. Yeah. And then I was listening to a couple of Oh Yeah Dudes because I'd missed They're a couple great. of episodes. And I just... That is one of the most reliable, like however yep. long they've been doing it, seven years or whatever yep. ridiculous amount it is. Like it's pretty, I can't remember a shit episode. No, I like, can't Like there either. might be some that you go, well, I like that more than others. No, but, but there are no shit episodes. There's no shit episodes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty rare yeah right it's yeah. pretty fucking cool yeah. but the dollops like that like the so dollop far. just yeah so far <laughs> I mean they'll, oh, no 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 there will be shit episodes yeah oh there has to be well there has to be yeah or you like or you will just like it'll take you more and more time to find good stories right and then that'll be all you do exactly and then your entire <laughs> life will be a shit episode the dollop will be great but <laughs> what happened to Dave Anthony's life oh it's a shit episode it is a shit it's episode just, he it's is just tw- him he is 24-7 coming up with ideas for his podcast <laughs> the, the free podcast yeah yeah he gave up his life his wife and child left it was oh. like when Jim Gordon's wife and child left left in the dark night it was so fucking sad because he was really just dedicated to a cause you know it's so sad uh, alright what did we say there we said ignorant people yeah okay uh, alright uh, five uh, what do you have to do before you go on? Uh-huh. So uh, have a drink, uh-huh. vocal exercises. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Do you have a drink? Are you a drinker before you nope. go on stage? Never. Throw up? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have what's known as stage bulimia. <laughs> and I, I have 19 drinks. <laughs> I have 19 then drinks. I throw up. <laughs> Let's go. The only reason I'm doing so many gigs is to lose weight. <laughs> so I want to get my barley body together. When I was starting out in comedy, you don't have a lot of um, time. You don't have a lot of material. Right. And you have to fill 15 minutes, and it would be nerve-wracking if you just had like 15 minutes. Sure. And so when I, the couple times I opened for Dana Gould, he always goes to the bathroom right before he does a set. So I would be about to introduce him, and then all of a sudden he would dart off to the bathroom. And still to this day... I still distinctly remember the horror and the fear watching him run off and knowing I had to stand there and do more time when I had no material. And do you think that he was a, like, was it just for a, a quick performance we or like, was it a sit down situation? I think, it's a sit, I think it was a sit down situation. Yeah, he just has to clear it out. Yeah, he has before. to clear it out. Classic Gould. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been that person. I've, uh, oh, well, we'll get to me. We'll get to me. Um, all right, uh, so uh, throw up. You don't need to do that. Twenty push-ups. No, I'm no. not. I'm not Dan Cook. Uh, smoke a cigarette. Uh, no, I don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, I thought it said medicate, but it says meditate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, closer to that. Uh, listen to music. Yeah. Eat something. No. It doesn't matter. I'm always funny. No. I I, uh, I I I guess it's a meditation that I do because I sit off stage and go, oh shit, I'm gonna be shit. This is gonna be awful. I'm gonna be terrible. This is oh, this is gonna suck. Right. By the way, if you are meditating, don't use that as ma- your mantra. <laughs> it's not what we say meditate. For the but it's either it. it's either listen to music or or meditate. But Let's I would I would meditate. say it's meditate. because right. It's more what I do. Uh, 
What do you do if you're bombing? Oh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> well, we have to imagine. Okay, let's it's pretend. It's like the prop thing. Let's pretend like this is right. happening to me. Uh, talk to the audience. Mm. No, you're I not used a big. To. Are you a talk? I used to. I used to. I've never I used really to, seen you chat to the audience. I used to do crowd much. work sometimes for the whole set, for a whole set, like forty minutes. Like what sort of crowd work would you do? Well, I, when I was living in New York, I learned how to do crowd work. So I would just ask them questions and and you know start a banter with them and talk back and forth and you know the standard sort of crowd worky thing. But right, really, but really would you like weave it in? Like, like I wouldn't you, weave it into anything. But you wouldn't weave it in together. You'd just be like nope. each one person. Like, what's your name? What do you do? Yeah, and then I crowd and then I just start talking. Ah, usually, that's a shit place. Yeah, Fuck you. so, <laughs> <laughs> you've got a shit job. Yeah. yeah. Ah, <laughs> <you're a job. laughs> ah, all right, next. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I used to I used to do a lot of crowd work, but then I realized that was getting me nowhere. Yeah. Fast. Um, right. No, no. Lindsay Webb, who's on this podcast a lot, uh, still I think is as good a like working a room, like weaving comedy out of a uh-huh. room of anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and that means a genius mind. That means a, a person yes. who can work on their feet, who can uh-huh. weave that magic. But it doesn't get you anywhere. No, it doesn't. No at matter all. how good you are. And Lindsay's had that problem in Australia. Is like he's one of those guys on pure talent, on yeah. like being able to work a room. Like he's literally, if not the best in Australia at doing it, he's at least in that conversation if people have that conversation, right? right? But that it hasn't no. taken him to because it doesn't. It doesn't lead to anything. Yeah, it's There's really it's nothing there. Yeah, it's shit. Yeah. Um it's disappointing because I love a bit of crowd work. I love nothing yeah. more than creating something in the room. I used to and love I still it. when I'm playing clubs and stuff, I will do Oh well my when I go back and do last year when I did those improv shows, you know, when I yeah. just did the, I mean, that's essentially, they're essentially crowd work shows. Yeah. But I don't do like kind of own, like I'll just use their thing to, like, it'll be like, hey, you're, you know, you're, you're a teacher that I'll, I want right. to talk about teaching now. Gotcha. And then I'll talk about teaching for five minutes, but yeah. it is essentially their crowd work shows. Yeah. Okay. Um, talk to the audience, ignore it, relax, try harder. Apologize? No. No. Is that... Oh, is that all? Say something crazy. Okay. We're getting closer. Laugh at myself. No. Go back to my old jokes. Yeah. Run. No. Get aggressive. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even even the last option. I left that the last. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Yeah, that's actually clearly. option six. I, fucking, <laughs> I flipped that. They thought run was the punchline of this server. No thanks. Uh, all right. Uh, question seven. What did it feel like the first time you got a laugh? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I knew what I was doing? Mm-mm. Tell me, okay, let's go back to the, when was the, I mean, and I guess I want to say on stage. Let's talk about on stage. I don't want to hear in you. Your life when you were no, like... No, 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 I no. Would, no I, I would, although I do remember the first big laugh I got was in a movie theater. Oh, really? Yeah. How was, old were you? I, I was... Uh, I want to say I was like 12, and I was in a Woody Allen movie, mm. and there, uh, so there was a woman pregnant, and I yelled something about a baby, and the whole theater laughed. So that was, that was like a crowd thing, and I was like, hmm. Oh. 
But the first time I went on stage, <laughs> since that you haven't stopped annoying people in cinemas. No, I'm terrible. I'm a that's where that's where most of Dave's gigs are. I just, He's just he, you buy a ticket and then just go from cinema to cinema, yelling out things, yelling out stuff about babies. That's all I do, and I just keep make, using baby lines. <laughs> it's really terrible. In Thor, it was really especially <laughs> inappropriate. Like this, hey, this is Schindler's List. That is disrespectful, <laughs> baby. <laughs> all right, um, uh, like you knew what you were doing. Oh, so now you're telling me about the first gig. Oh, so yeah, it was at a, a sort of a bar that, like a blues club, uh, was the first place I did a set. And I went up and everyone laughed and it was like, you know, holy shit. All right. Okay. Uh, like you knew what you were doing? Yeah, maybe. A rush? A rush. Like love? No. Like I was more attractive? No. Like I had won? No. Like I wanted more of it? Well, yeah, it was like cocaine. A relief? Hmm, like right. a drug? I would say it's like a drug. Like I was in charge? No, like a drug. Like, a drug. like I couldn't sleep that night. Okay, like a drug. What would you call your comedy club? Because that's all comedians have their own comedy clubs. <laughs> uh, like, oh, if I, had, if I had my own comedy yeah. club, what would I call it? Yeah. And then you're not going to allow me to choose my name. You're going to give me seven. I, I want you to choose your name first, and then I'll give you. Oh my I'll god! Give you the choices. I've never thought. Have you ever thought about opening a comedy club? Yes. What you have. Oh yeah, I've thought about it. And what you would call it? No. You care yeah, because the idea of what you would call it never comes into it because comedy club names are generally shit. Right. Fuck. That's Probably a- Andos. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call it Gazas? <laughs> Even though it makes no sense here. Uh, that's a strip club. Uh, oh, um, too political. Too political. I, don't, I have no idea what I would call a comedy club. i got to be honest. No, me neither. I've never thought about it. So probably some will pun, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Will Arities. <laughs> Welcome to Will Arities. God. Oh, no. Of course it would be. <laughs> so sad. Um, all right. Boy, that guy's really obsessed with himself. <laughs> what would you call your comedy club? <gasps> Just for the record. <laughs> like, for someone who puts his name yeah. in the title of all his shows. Well, look, first of all, we can all remember what happened when you didn't. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we all know. Uh, yeah. Secondly, um, for someone who does that and for someone whose name is unusually spelled, and I'm not, a, like, I, I genuinely don't care. Like, right. I understand that spelling it with one L is not the usual way that people spell it. Even right. though it's not unusual, there are heaps of people, other, other people who do it. It is, it is the less usual of the ways. So I get that. Right. I get that it's most likely people are going to get it wrong. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I spell it the way I spell it. You know, it really doesn't bother me. Yeah. And um, so I'm in Edinburgh. I'm doing like the Edinburgh All-Star show on the Saturday night. So on the big whiteboard outside the venue for the whole week, they have like the lineup up yeah. there, right? So on the first day I walk by and it's spelled with two L's yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah. fine. It's what, I don't give a shit. Who yeah. cares, right? Mm-hmm. Second day I walk by, two L's. And I'm like, you know what? I could, I it, like it's, it's a, it's a whiteboard. Right. I could like just go over there and just, oh, hang on. Sorry. Oh, hang on. I'm just going to pause. <laughs> sorry about that. I got a Skype call. Yeah. It's funny. Mid podcast. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So second day, like, you know, it's still there with the two hours. Yeah. And I think, well, you know what? I could just go over and. Yeah, and wipe it. Just wipe it. Yeah. But. It's not, it's not a big deal. But, but 
What? Well, then the people who wrote it would think it was vandalism. Right. Yeah. But that, I got to say. Also, I, I don't want to be that guy. You offered me a beer and I said no. And I watched your Australian heartbreak and I'm looking at it. It just looks so good. Uh, well, I need another one anyway, so I'm going to tell you. I had to tell my Skype call that I didn't have time to pause. <laughs> but if we're going to get a beer, then yeah. I'm going to shut this shit down. <laughs> Okay, so this is like this story has now become like a Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's been it's split, really. It's been yeah. split into three parts. It has. Peter Jackson got his hands on this story. <laughs> went, really? You're just going to tell that in yep. one part? No. It seemed like it was just one part, but no, it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we had um, uh, the will on the board, two L's. Right. I'm fine with it. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, then on like the third day, I'm mentioning to the person who runs the gig, I just actually mentioned that it's up there in two hours and I tell them about how I've been tempted every time to go by. Yeah. I'm just telling that story, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I guess, like subconsciously, if you believe in that sort of thing, I guess now that I reflect on it, I was still kind of saying, fucking do something yeah, about that. Yeah, of course you right? are. Yeah. Even though that's not what I thought I was doing. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, in my head, I thought I was just relaying this anecdote, but I right. realized the reason I was relaying it to of this co- person was, yeah. go and fucking fix it. Show that. me a little fucking respect. Right. <laughs> Next day, I walk by. Oh, no. Have forgotten about it. Because I've forgotten tell, about this conversation. Tell me there are three L's. <laughs> <laughs> so, this next day... I have gone by one L and there was a little fucking spring in my step. (laughs) You know, not about the L, but about the fact that somebody would fucking deal with the L. That, you know, at this world's biggest fucking fringe festival with like people like literally getting zero people to their show. The average audience there is four. I had enough fucking swing in that town to get my fucking L dealt with. I'm totally distracted. The average audience is four? Average. And I'm going to a lot of full shows that have 300 people in them. So, you know, if you know anything about maths, that means that some people have minus people in their show. I'll never forget there was this this Asian comic in San Francisco. And I bring up that he was Asian because he would get drunk in parties and and say, I wish I wasn't Asian and get all sad and weird. And Uh, he'd be like, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Right. Uh, So he, he He was in a real malaise. Oh, he was actually probably Malaysian. (laughs) Honestly, the best joke I have ever done. I may s- stop doing comedy. He, he, he was in a malaise. I guess he was Malaysian. Do you understand how perfect that joke is? It's. I mean, it's I know amazing. my gloating afterwards has not made no, it better. No, but it's but it's also great that you can that it's someone who's in so much pain, and yet we can find the humor there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, back to him. <laughs> um, I feel like I should give you a trophy. <laughs> I'm going to get one made myself. Uh, he saved up $27,000 and went to Edinburgh. Now, this is a guy who wasn't even known in our scene. Right. And, like, no one knew who he was. Yeah, but he thought he was underappreciated. And you're saying he's like, yeah. finally I just go overseas, people will realize the genius that I am. Yeah, he lost $27,000. Yeah. And nobody went. Nobody went. Nobody. No, absolutely nobody. But nobody. that's what happens. Like, Justin, like, who is doing a brilliant show, like, I saw probably a dozen shows while I was there. I went and saw all the guest Charlies. I went and saw a bunch of other shows as well. Like, uh-huh. really highly recommended shows. You yeah. know, it was great. Um, Justin's show, which I've seen, was the equal of 
80, 85% of those shows, if not more. Yeah. Like, you know, to, but to be, to err on the side of caution, uh-huh. to not overstate the fact it was the equal of, the you know, the majority of the shows that I right. saw, m- many of which were having big crowds. And he was like, you know, there was, there was one night where he performed to the smallest crowd he's performed to, I think, since 2003. Wow. Five people. He wow. had five people in his audience to see this show that it is, like he's wonderful you know it's a really yeah. wonderful show and he's, he's on a sunday night there performing to five people and i hope that i mean he told that i think that story on his blog and yeah. in the podcast anyway so i don't think i'm telling a story out of school but you know it's, it's hard that's right it's a fucking hard festival yeah man. i would i personally would i would never go to edinburgh unless i already unless i already people knew me but i don't i don't i just to me it's just too terrifying to go to a place where nobody knows you and think i can do this cuz i know i know i know comics from here that have gone down to melbourne with no people have no idea who they are and they're playing to nobody right i don't think i could do that well i don't know like, that's I mean, really, it's that's all the really, fucking adventure, man. Oh, fuck. That's a rough adventure. You know what? <laughs> I get what you mean. And I was there as a tourist, so it's very hard for me to, like, even though I did 13 gigs in the, like, nine days I was there, I was literally there as a tourist. Yeah. Like, I did, wasn't doing my own show. I didn't have that on the line. I'm doing other people's shows. I'm doing sets. I don't have to fly. I don't have to worry if there's going to be an audience there. None of it is right. my responsibility. Yeah. You know, so it's a very different experience. Completely. But I've got to tell you that all I did was come back here and knew in my mind without one fucking single doubt that before I cannot do it anymore, I will go back to Edinburgh and I will do my own show there. Good. Yeah, but it wasn't like, I had such a great time. I had the best time I've ever had there, but it didn't make me think next time I'll just go back and do this same thing I did this Mm -hmm. time and have a great time. It made me think next time I want to go back and... Right and, and you know do a great show here right and, and work hard through it and but that know. makes sense to me because people know who you are like you're a known you're, but you're not less really known there. there but you're but you're like still I have known. Fo- like I think people that- come to like last time I was there I've only been there three times uh-huh. like because it, it it's, it's a really terrible time of the year if you've got a job right so like in August uh. in Australia if you've got a TV or a radio job there's no way you're getting a month off to go to Edinburgh right. so I went in 1999 and I got like nominated for the Perry and Newcomer that uh-huh. year and so like that was like obviously you count that as a very successful year yeah. there then then I didn't get to go back until 2006 oh wow I had an okay time but it was yeah. like you know what my comedy wasn't up to it right. I gotta be completely honest with you To like now that I've been back there now Mm-hmm. At this stage, mm-hmm. I realized that in 2006, I just didn't, I was too Australian centric. I didn't know my own voice sure. enough. I wasn't doing anything as interesting as I thought I was doing. What I was doing in 2006, I had a successful festival because I was doing a very entertaining show. What was that when you had the head mic? I probably did, yeah. yeah. And it was an entertaining show. Yeah. So, like, it was one of those things where, but the thing that I realized this year going to shows as an audience member is, entertaining in a big festival isn't enough. Oh, Like no. I would go and see things that were entertaining and I'd yeah. be like, you know what? I've seen other things that were entertaining and also really There's good. There's plenty of entertaining shit out right. there. Plenty. But entertaining on a night out, like on a one-nighter, if you go and see an entertaining show, like on a night out at a comedy club or just yeah. even specifically to see that person... And it's just an entertaining night out. You're happy with that. Yeah, that's fine. In the middle of a festival, though, where there's all these other things. Yeah, when you could have gone to a bunch of other things, Mm. if you go to the entertaining show, you're like, oh. You think I can't, like, it wasn't like you didn't have a good time. Mm -hmm. Because I think audiences that year did have a good time. Yeah. But 
they wouldn't have walked away and go, that changed my life. That was the thing that I'm right. glad out of these thousand, well, 3,000 shows I think there was this year, out of these 3,000 shows, I could have chosen anything and I just went to something that was entertaining for an hour. It's like eating McDonald's or something. You're like, yeah, it was delicious and it was yeah. like cheap and it was like, yeah, I felt good when I was doing it. But, but now, now I'm a bit like, so, yeah. maybe I should have just gone to a but restaurant. That, that's- <laughs> <laughs> an actual restaurant that's 3,000 people who all think in the back of their heads that this is it right and they're gonna walk out of there a star in 2009 when I went back I had a really successful year like mm-hmm. it was uh, I was playing a 300 seat venue we were selling out weekends uh, the minimum crowd I had for that entire run was 140 which is for Edinburgh like I said like where people are averaging four people yeah. to have a minimum crowd that's out of great. like 30 nights of like 140 and be selling big weekends. But again, to be honest, I think then that Edinburgh was about when I was starting to go, uh, and maybe even it, that Edinburgh was part of it in reflection, where I was starting to go, where I'm at with my comedy is not where I need to be at to be at the level in this sort of festival. Like if I'm going right. to sell this many tickets, mm-hmm. I want to be doing something that's better than what I'm sure. doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like that's exactly why I want to go to Melbourne. Is because I want to do something better than I'm doing with my comedy right now. I totally get it. Yeah. So, and and if you type, if you go through the timeline, and I've talked to people like on the podcast about this before, about the last five years of my five years that I go, you know, that's I feel pretty reflective that it's been a journey that I'm happy with, and it's me, and that's who I am, and I'm very proud of those shows for the last five years, and and so it all makes sense in a timeline sense. So going back this year, I was really like. I would, I would like to come and do this again now, knowing what I know sure. now, and, and you knowing can where I'm right at now. now. You can next year. Yeah, uh-huh. if I go back and do TV, I won't be able to. All so I'm right. in this position at the moment where, like, oh, you poor, you son, know, well, you I, poor son of a bitch. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. No, no, but what I'm really trying to tell people more honestly and tell you more honestly about is this idea that I. What I realized, and this is pretty honest, and I, maybe I shouldn't even be saying this out loud, but you can always edit. Um, the smartest thing for me to do next year will be to go back and do television again in Australia, right? To consolidate that, to have had my year off, to yeah, you, like you had know, a so, successful year of doing right? stand up, yeah, and it's been brilliant. Yeah. I've had such a fucking great time. Montreal went ice, like yeah, you know, Edinburgh was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. Like I've really enjoyed. I've got like. I've already got like six or seven different cities around America I have to do before the end of the year and there might right. be some more. Like, it's been great. Yeah. Like, I've had a fucking ball. And but. the smartest thing for me to do will be to go back next year and do the tally again yeah, and then you do try like a, to... you do like a reset. Right. Yeah. And mix it up still. Like, come be, you know, but yeah. get, get but this... You, but you go back to Australia and go, look, I'm still doing right. this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably what I will do. That makes sense. But the people who should be most worried about how much fun I had in Edinburgh are the TV people because <laughs> because I don't want to. <laughs> like, well, no matter, I am well, no be matter what we the do, the most terrible person to negotiate with because, like, I really don't want them to say yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. No, no matter what we do, we we never have as much fun as when we're doing stand up. Oh, it's we just, just so don't. good, Dave. It's so fun. I and just can't. Like I know it sounds like I'm going over the border, but but I just could not be having more fun. I've never been more happy. I've never been more happy with my work. Yeah, like it's just. Yeah, I, I just, totally get it. And everything's going fine. And I just I just negotiated 
renegotiated contract for Marin and they, they wanted to hold me for two seasons, right. which I had to agree to. And my agent was like, well, then you won't be able to pitch other shows. And I was like, yeah. And then I just be able to do stand up. Right. <laughs> like when Marin's not on, oh, I just so, do stand up. Hang on. So what you're saying is that I can do this job that I like with my yeah. friends. Uh-huh. And the only downside is that I can concentrate on the other, the other thing that I like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I can see how that is. And that's what I'm like. I'm like, the thing that I really want is to not do that next year, to have another year doing this. Because yeah. I feel like I'm just barely warming into it. Yeah, I get that. Like, I was just saying to you before, like, we were talking off air, and I was saying, I'm, I just feel so fucking creative at the moment. Yeah. Like, I've got so many ideas. I'm even thinking about doing two shows at Melbourne. I wow. probably shouldn't. It's a <laughs> mental idea. But I'm not saying mental anymore. Sorry. But I, um, it's, you know, I, it, I, but I have so many ideas. Yeah. I have all these things like, and it's great. I'm just yeah, having a ball. It's awesome. Anyway. So I also apparently have the power to get an L removed. <laughs> <laughs> then I have an idea. All right. You walk out on stage for your next show. It just says will in the background. Yep. Two L's. Uh huh. And then as you walk out, one slides down. Love it. <laughs> The only thing I like about my previous DVD and, uh, is that they had this money for a set and like I didn't know what because I always just perform in front of a black curtain. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so then you have to make a choice of something that you never would do. Right. Never would do. Yeah. Like I just perform in front. Like one year we had one of Fosdyke's art pieces when we were in the big theatre. But yeah. like normally it's just like curtain and a stool and like yeah. a microphone because I like that feel about it. Yeah. Like I don't like it to be too busy. I just kind of like that it's just old school and this is all it is. And But they like they had this money from the DVD company and they wanted like something. So I said, oh, okay, we'll just get like giant letters that glow that say will yeah yeah <laughs> right just like three letters behind yeah, me because yeah. it kind of felt like to me like it was like a spinal tap thing yeah like that i would just walk out in yeah. front of will. my will like there's no reason for that to be there no. right and afterwards they're like do you want the letters yeah i want the letters yeah, what am yeah. i going to do with those letters you fucking <laughs> take them home put them next put to them my- on my roof for good <laughs> That would be so amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just put one on the top of your right. car and drive around for be a day. Involved, like, find something else that suits those letters. Like, the, I don't know, get involved in the International Women's League. Oh, international right. Liberation of Women or something. Women's International. Hang on, I'll Google it. I'll just Google IWL and see if anything comes Women's up. Women's International Lesbian oh. Association. Okay, let's go with WIL. Let's go with... IWL. What about that? Women in lemurs. I write like IWL. Mm. No, that doesn't really work. That's anyway, not good at all. Whatever's. Uh, so there you go. I can mm-hmm. get a fucking L uh, taken. But that's out. a very common thing. Now they did that for a long time with the hour specials or half hour specials on Comedy Central. They would put the person's name up behind them, right? Which I think is good for branding. It makes people realize who they're watching. Sure. But just Will doesn't. <laughs> Imagine if I went up and just had Dave behind me. <laughs> oh, it's Husey. I like how he's angry now. Oh, no, Husey was always angry. Uh, anyway, what I need to tell you about is the day after. The next day. The day after. Yeah, the day after. I'm in Edinburgh. Right. The L's come down. Oh, right. So I feel you like go the back. biggest man on campus. Yeah. I walk by again. Oh, fuck. It's back. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere a Scottish man was sitting at a bar 
looking at his friend saying, I put that cunt back in his place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It was like, it was, it was like, it was like a showbiz moment. If it had been, if I had yeah. my own Louis show, yeah. that would be the montage. Like every day down. we'd have this thing, and it'd, yeah. be, it'd be coming the through line of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, I'm not going to say anything about the L, <laughs> and then like Justin and I'd be having a conversation, and I'd be like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm cool with it. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's like I'm a cool guy. And then he'd be like, Say something. She's just there. No, you're talking to the person. You know, and I just want to say something, but it's not yeah. a big deal. But then it's. Yeah, that'd happen. That'd be the through line of the yeah. episode. And then there's you walking down the street, whistling, all happy. <laughs> and then there's two L's. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Roll credits. Ah, <laughs> uh, what would you like to call your comedy club? Was the question uh, that we were answering. Uh, okay, so here are some options for okay, you. Please give me options. Uh, Precious Roy's Joke Emporium. Well, uh, that's obviously completely insane. <laughs> The word precious should obviously never be anywhere near comedy. Oh, no. Comedians are incredibly precious. The brew ha ha ha. The the brew. Is it on? Ha ha ha. Yeah. You you had me worried. Sorry. No, I was just saying what time it was. The brew ha ha ha. Yep. The brew. (laughs) (laughs) The funny factory. Mm -hmm. The funny factory. Yeah, it's like a factory. Funny. There's nothing original or interesting happening. It's just a factory. It just cranks out funny. Yeah, we're just cranking out the same old funny. Yeah, same old funny here. Same old. Been doing it for twenty years. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) I never thought about that. Uh, Live ladies. Laughs and Liverwurst. Well, that's Germany. <laughs> I'm not having a comedy club in Germany. Okay. Uh, Seizures Palace. Seizures Palace? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just upsetting. Uh, Chortle. Well, Chortle is the name of that website. British comedy website. I like Chortle better than the other ones. I... um. Steve Bennett, who's the uh, guy who's the main guy behind Chortle. It was originally just him, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, he is like the probably the, the the most respected, although that comes with its own caveats. Yes. Uh, you know, he has own, his own favorites and his own sort of things sure. that he likes and whatever, but as everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is, you know, if you're going to say who's the kind of most respected or at least the most widely published and probably knows as much about comedy as anyone, it's probably Steve Bennett. Right. And he's never been a massive fan of mine, to be honest. Uh-huh. Like, you know, he's always, he's never been like mean spirited. Right. But, you know, like in the same ways, you know what? What I said, have said on this podcast and just said earlier in this podcast about my shows back then, he probably saw. Sure. In the same way as I now see. Right. So at the time when I was upset, I was like, you know, like everyone's having a fucking great time. Like, yeah. why does he not think this is uh-huh. better? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The fucking kids who have that internet website gave it five fucking stars (laughs) because they laughed their fucking asses off. Why does this guy... But, you know, in reflection, he's a guy who's seen a lot of things and Uh he's probably saying, well, it was very entertaining, but was it... What else was there? Yeah, what else is there, right? So maybe he was right. Now, the thing that I would say is I think he held on to that preconception maybe. Sure. Maybe when I'd 
moved on from that and was doing more like stuff he was probably still a little bit well the first time you see someone is that right. that, that it does, sticks sometimes it takes you a long time to yes. change your mind there's about plenty someone. of comedians that i can name that i didn't think were good and now i think are right. very good yeah yeah no oh, definitely of course um and he gave me a like a the the my favorite review of my my show this year was oh. was his review of the nice. show. I just felt like he was the one like everything that I was doing that some people I felt like didn't get. And I you always wonder when you're doing something if someone doesn't get it, is it a failure of me or is it a failure of like them not to get it? You know, right. like I mean, am I not communicating it properly? Right. Like you know, is it me? I actually had this, like, someone on Twitter was hitting me up the other day. And look, to be honest, this is something I probably shouldn't have done. But at my last show of the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year, I had the fucking shittest audience. Like, you did what? And they were just a shit audience. Really? And it was like, the yeah, last, the very the last, last show. night. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, it was this big sold out show, last night of the festival. Yeah. And it was like, honestly, out of the three months that I'd done, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne. It was the worst. It was the worst that's show. Horrible. Like, the worst audience. Yeah. And if that audience had probably been any other night, I probably would have handled it a bit better yeah. than I did because the, what did what did you do? Well, I told them that they were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have done. Right, because the thing that I was like, part of it was just I think that I'd just done three months of this show from ha- not having it through to finishing it. It was my favorite ever show that I've done. I've had yeah. a fucking ball doing it. And in the last night, the first time that I have a break and can reflect on it, the memory I'm going to be left with is this. Yeah. And I know it's not me because I've done it. Right, you've like, done it I've done that many times. I've done 60 of them. Right. In, and this is just, it's not slightly different. Right. It's not like I'm slightly off and I haven't quite got them yet or whatever. It's right. literally, they're just a terrible fucking audience. <laughs> and there was just a point in the show yeah. where I couldn't fucking slap on the face anymore and dance about. And I took the risk that sometimes you take in that situation or sometimes I take in that situation yeah. to fucking pull the trigger on calling it and seeing if that changed the energy. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes if you call a bad crowd right. or if you tell them that they're not right or if you start to kind of riff on that, Some- you can actually jack them up into... Other times, though, it can make it even worse. Right. And I think, to be honest, this was a bit of a mixture of both of that. I feel like at the start, when I started to do it, it made it worse. Mm-hmm. They didn't... Like, you know, when... like So it was like that thing of going, this is not going well for me. I've got to try something. Yeah. I'm going to try this. And the first couple of times I joked about it, they weren't fucking cool with me joking about it. <laughs> they fucking thought they were awesome. And they weren't going to hear a fucking word against... They were all sitting there thinking, why is he shit? Right. They, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe they were thinking that. But I'm like, well, I'm doing the same show that everyone thought was great. You know, there's and- also the other thing that happens sometimes is when an audience just doesn't laugh, but they have a really good time. Which, again, they may have been doing. Yeah. And if it was... Wednesday that week instead of the last show of the run maybe I would have been in a better headspace right like you've also got to take into account I'd literally been I had not had a night off in three months this is the last night of me doing this run of shows yeah and all I just want is it for it to be great so that I can finish right you walk out happy so there's I'm willing to accept that I probably wasn't like I would have handled it better on a different night. Yeah. But I wanted this night to be great and I, I just didn't want it to fucking go out like that. And you know what? I was feeling a bit fucking selfish about the fact that, you know what? This is a really good show that people have liked. Yeah. And this is my fucking last night. 
and you're spoiling it. Yeah. Like, I'm trying my fucking best. Yeah. In fact, to be honest, you're seeing the best fucking version of yeah, this that's show. That's right. After all like, of the nights, this should be I've the best. I've got rid of... Yeah. Like, I've, I'm giving you... So you can't tell me that it's not fucking funny because it was funny three months ago when it was nowhere near as good as this. Mm, the funny thing is, is you peaked the night before. Right. Well, maybe, you know, anyway, all of that may be true, but I did get into that on some, with someone on Twitter the other day and I thought, you know what? Uh, even now, this is one of my things about this year is I think I'm better than, like that, that was it. That was the last time I'm going to tell an audience their shit. You say that, but it's really hard not to. Right. But you know what? I think I'm done with it. Really? Like, I really am. Like, and this is not being apologetic for that thing, because I think in that situation, what happened, again, if, if it was that same thing, it had happened again. Yeah. I'm just saying that now that maybe that was my last one. Maybe that was okay. my one where I went, all right. Yeah. You're good enough now to whatever it is, like going. you were saying. They just might have been a quiet night. Yeah. Trust the show. Trust that, you know, it's It'll funny come and around. you're funny. Yeah. And that they're having a good time because they're seeing the same show as last night's crowd. Right. If they're reacting in a different way, like trust that the show is good. Right. I think that the insecurity, to be honest, comes from, fuck, man, I, I never thought of this before, but I think this is exactly what it is, is that I am finally confident enough in the show that I – don't need the audience's reassurance that it's good. Right. Thus, you can give the audience a better show. Right? Uh Okay, yeah. Because in the past, I didn't trust myself or the show enough, I would take their reaction personally. Right. Whereas if you have 100% faith in I'm good enough and this is good enough, you just go, well, if I do it the best that I can do it, it's good. Right. And then just... By doing that, you will probably have a better show and like do a better job regardless. So what I think I'm saying is I've just realized that now that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That's, it's not helping. Right. No, it's not. It's not helping. No. You think it might help. I did it in like, I justified in my head going, I did it because I thought it would help. But I don't think I did do it because I thought it would help. No, you didn't. I think I did it because I was fucking shitty. (laughs) Yeah, you're... That I just had this fucking great three months and you were fucking spoiling it. Yeah. And I chucked a fucking tantrum. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I guess I did. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's what, that's, anytime I see someone doing that, I think that. I think... Yeah. No, me too. You gotta plow through I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. How's this? This guy in Edinburgh. Fuck, man. I've, I've, I shouldn't be telling this story, and now I've told it twice. But <laughs> <laughs> That's another title for my autobiography, by the way. That'll be the sequel. I shouldn't be telling this story, and now I've told it twice. The Will Anderson story. Um, so it, you never know who's there. You never know what night it is, right? Mm-hmm. I had a meeting, uh, I think I told you about this, I went into uh, ABC to have a meeting like, mm-hmm. the other day and uh, the reason that I had a meeting there was that I had been doing this gig, just trying material to go to Montreal Yeah. and these like, you know, ta- talent agents, like, you know, because it's LA, yeah. were just in the audience and they were there to see Maria Bamford. Right. But I just had a great set that night and so then they came and saw my show in Montreal and I had a great uh-huh. set that night and then suddenly I'm in a fucking meeting because these people think I'm amazing right the first gig i did was the first night of that room it wasn't packed full it had been a mixed night the dude before me did a really fucking weird bit that was like hard to get the audience back but i trusted myself and i did a good job and yeah i mean it's not gonna lead it's not it's not gonna lead to anything i want to do right but 
but you, the point is, you never know. Who's right. there. You never no, know. That's right. What gig it is. Yeah. I did the Sklars podcast because I did this like Sunday night at midnight gig with them at the fucking improv and had a great set and they saw me and oh, like yeah. we're like you know hey we'd love to have you on the podcast. Yeah. You never fucking know what that's it's right. going to be, right? Yeah. There was this guy in Edinburgh. Oh, this boy. is so bitchy and gossipy. I can't believe it. But here it is. Right now I'm excited to hear There's it. There's this um, young kind of hot comic, uh-huh. right, from the UK. He's hit. He's he's hit. Everyone loves him, that kind right. of guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Susan Proven, who's the head of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, has gone to see his show. Uh-huh. There's 12 people in, right, or something uh-huh. like that. Not a lot, you know, but like... 12 12 like you know justin yeah. did fucking five i mean it, it's it's triple, the average is four it's triple the average triple the average yeah. right he's doing 300 percent. so this dude comes out and he does i'm not sure what the exact amount of time is but i believe like does like 10 or 15 minutes of the show and then just says nah you what? know what i'm not you know now nah, i'm not gonna do this what Nah. how old is he I don't know. Don't know the guy. I'm not naming him, obviously. No, because, no, but is he, but is he also, young, young? I think he's youngish. I don't know the whole details. I can't, so I can't even speculate, but youngish. That's so remarkably unprofessional. Mate. And mate, fuck you. But, mate, like the damage that that shit, like if you've got someone like Susan or. Yeah, I'm you're not fucked. sure. So, hey, by the way, I'm not speaking, like, I don't know anything about what Susan's reaction No, to but it was. I, if I was I've, her, I would I be like, been, I can't yeah. bring him to. But Melbourne. I haven't been, like, to put it on the record, I wasn't told this story by Susan. I don't have any like heard from, yeah. perspective. I heard from someone else right. that it, Susan was... So I don't know if Susan was fine with it or angry right. with it, but if I was Susan, right. if I'd been running the Melbourne Comedy Festival 20 years and I'd been travelling the world seeing the best comedians in the world for 20 years yeah. and some young prick can't do a show to fucking 12 people that I'm thinking that I might book at my comedy festival yeah. and he walks out to 12 people and thinks he's fucking better than that. No. Like cancel before. If you can't fucking stand it, cancel before. Yeah. Pretend you're sick. There's no. been an emergency. Like I've never fucking done it myself. But You can have so much fun with 12 people if you fucking just go in my with God. the right mindset. Some of my favorite gigs. I did this gig in Montreal. I was telling you about like with Noel Fielding and those guys to like 14 people. And it was one of... I remember that gig, honestly, for the rest of my life. Yeah. Seeing Noel in front of 14 people was one of my best memories yeah. that I have in comedy. Like, But to take a fucking knee? Fuck that. Fuck, fuck that. Everything is everything wrong about that. I think that. that's why I keep telling this story, because I'm like, fuck that guy. No, f- I want no, people seriously. to know that that's not right. No, that's you fucking, just fucking bullshit. You your fucking job. Yeah. You try your fucking You have best. a fucking job. There were 12 people that went out of their way to go see your fucking show. And who gives a shit Don't who the fuck Don't blame the people are. who are there. That's right. That's who you punish. Right? You punish the people who were there. Right. Who will now go and tell other people, don't right. ever go see that asshole. Yeah. You punish the people who chose you. Yeah. Everyone else in the world got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> These are the guys you want to grow from. Don't alienate them as well. If you go up and kill in front of those 12 people, they go home and tell... All, everyone they know to go see the show. Right. Instead, they all went to work and everywhere else and said, this guy's a piece of shit. Right. All right. Uh, you sure you don't want to call it the brouhaha? <laughs> I'm leaning towards uh, that. Chortle. That's, uh, that's what got us onto that one. Uh-huh. By the way, I just I need to point this out. Um, I thought I had a little list of things that we might talk about and uh-huh. I said to you just before we started this podcast, uh, I said... Do you I know, have anything? Do you have anything? And I have I have a couple things. But, right. But this is what we do. 
But also, I also thought, well, you know, I'll, we'll flip through you on this and then we'll flip through me and we can get my answers. Yeah. We're not even going to get through you. <laughs> like, is, that, is anybody surprised? Is anybody listening to this podcast even remotely surprised? Well, probably not. They, at this point, they think we've completely forgotten about the quiz. Right. We're back. <laughs> sh- oh, this is the last one. This is the last one. Okay. Okay. Uh, the champagne room. Uh, funny business. I mean, I'd take funny business over anything else. My mom's basement. Hmm. I mean, it's it's depressing. I, I would go with uh, funny business. All right, funny business. Yeah, I reckon that's not a bad option. All right, you got. Oh God. Okay. Now, <laughs> Joan Rivers is. is <laughs> yeah, have Rivers? a guess. Have a guess who you think you might have got. Mm, well, I mean, they're all huge comedians, right? Huge comedian. Well, this guy's like a huge. Uh, uh, this guy uh-huh. is a huge comedian. Okay, Bill Cosby. Huge, even bigger than um, well. No. <laughs> no one's bigger than Cosby. Did you almost say even bigger than the biggest comedian? Yeah. <laughs> well, a guy that someone could at least start that sentence at, with um, before backing out. Richard Pryor. Oh, no, 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 no. But, but, you know, that's not bad, I guess. Alive. 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 Drew Carey? Not Drew Carey. I've got to say, this is not. So, I'm quite amused by you. <laughs> <laughs> but because I'm, I, I think they're going to be ridiculous. Because of the options, like yeah. yeah, but of course. Tim Allen. Nothing is lost on you, mm. not even nothingness itself. So true. You find meaning in the small things that mm. most people take for granted. Yeah. And that's why now everyone knows who you are. You got Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ah! I'm so offended. <laughs> I'm so offended. <laughs> I mean, if anything, you're Larry David. He's the most. Like, I mean, you're much more Larry David. Empty, than... vacuous comic. Well, <laughs> Facebook doesn't lie, man. <laughs> What's up with the socks? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do mine quickly. Uh, what kind of jokes do you tell? One line is observational, cringe humor, feminist, insult humor, knock knock jokes, character based, surrealist, self deprecating. Mm. Right? You don't really fit in those. No, not really. I'm not really self deprecating. Well, actually, a lot of st- my stories are about. Some of them. Yeah, my hips and shit, that bad shit that happens to me, my car getting stolen. I'm going to say self deprecating. Well, that meant I'm Seinfeld as well. Who thinks you're funny? Uh, my friends, no. My <laughs> mum and dad, no. Maybe mum, but definitely not dad. Never heard my father laugh, like ever, in my entire life. You've I didn't realise that until today. I was talking to the Sklars about my dad, and they said, do you get your sense of humour from your dad? And I was like, you know what? Like, it just came to me. He's not, he I was like, I have never heard him laugh. That's so weird. That's like one of those things where, like, suddenly I... Like realize why I'm a comedian. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're sobbing in the corner. Yeah, I just want to make you laugh. I have no desire to make my father laugh. I'm not driven by that at all. But just got weird. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, My mum and dad know other funny people. Eh, Maybe Uh, my significant other. No. My coworkers. Yes. Everybody. No. Uh, my cat sometimes, yes. 
<laughs> oh my God! What? Your yes, cat. Uh, me. That's all I need. Oh, what is mine of those? That's a tough one. Yeah. Okay, so I don't think other funny freak people like. I think that some funny people think I'm funny, but I don't think that I'm like a you know critical comics comic comics comic. Yeah, you know. Um, my uh, my coworkers. I think that in you know, but more bro- like. My coworkers think yeah. I'm funny. Yeah. That's more than like funny people think I'm funny, right? Right, gotcha. I got Because I work with a range of people. Right. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say my coworkers. <laughs> that got weird. What prop do you use? I don't use any props. What am I going to say? I'm going to say cane because my hips hurt and in the future I might need a cane. Oh, yeah. So okay. I'm gonna, future cane. That's my future. Yeah. That might be my future prop. Who do you like to make fun of? celebrities not really ignorant people a bit but not like my significant other no teenagers no my parents a bit rich people Ooh, mm. i've got a big chunk on rich people this yeah. show old people politicians politicians yeah yeah i'm gonna say politicians yeah okay politicians oh hang on mean people i'm gonna say mean people i'm gonna say mean people I think most of my stuff is normally about some dickhead reacting to things. Right. Yeah. Or prejudice. Yeah. That's sort yeah. of like, yeah. I'm going to say mean people. Uh, what do you have to do before you go on? Have a drink? I <laughs> <laughs> don't have to do anything else. Lock it in. Lock it in. Uh, what do you do if you're bombing? I would say I... Bombing. Go back to my old jokes. No. I reckon talk to the audience is probably most likely for me. What did it feel like the first time you got a laugh? Like I knew what I was doing. No. A rush. Yes. Like love. No. Like I was more attractive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd won. Like I wanted more of it. A relief. Like a drug. Like I was in charge. I don't think I was like a drug. I think like I, like I wanted more of it. I'm going to say. Um, what would you call your comedy club? Well, look, I probably would have gone with funny business, but you can still choose funny business. You've chosen other different ones. No, nah, you know what? I'm going to go with the brouhaha. Yeah, all right. that's a good one. <laughs> it grew on me. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Nothing like me. This is the most ridiculous yeah, fucking it's quiz. Absurd. What do you got? Mine is less like me than yours is, was like you. Yeah. Um, it's very flattering, but he's nothing like me uh-huh. anyway. You are the original wild man with crazy energy and over-the-top behavior, but you're also an intellectual with subtle and subversive ideas. Perfect to keep everyone on their toes. It's like I wrote that from my old press release. (laughs) Diet life. I got Steve Martin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because as we all know. You are so. Fucking Ando and Steve Martin. People say that you're the next Steve Martin. Right. Yeah. Uh, come on those Facebook have they ever been right what have they that? ever been close I don't know but that was fun I think this is just we're telling people not to do Facebook quizzes right well you're already off Facebook so yep anyway if you like the podcast check out the Facebook page yeah and uh, you can hit us up on Twitter of course mm-hmm. you can uh, like download the podcast and share it with your f- friends yes. but only good friends no dickheads burn it onto Just, a CD I don't know burn it on a CD hand it to a friend and say this ham is radio special or whatever ham radio you whatever can ham radio do, it you, could, 
you can talk you can uh, maybe get on a CB and and start up a conversation with the trucker and say right. hey what do you think about this and then hit play on your computer and just put the mic just down put it on there yeah breaker breaker 10 four. that's right breaker breaker 10 four. tough and then just fucking Dixie yeah coming at you yeah over the radio there's so many different ways there's so many things you can do you can just like play it loudly in your car and drive by people with your windows open yeah you can put it in a cannon and shoot over a castle wall right you can um uh you can get it downloaded and then translated into braille and hand it out to blind people. You can do that. You can go to a strip club. You can pay for a dance with it. <laughs> what? I'm saying that it, it's oh, well, it's with it quite on the possibly uh, no. Oh, I'm okay, saying in the no, champagne I'm, room. I'm saying that it's you can go it's, to a strip club into the champagne room and right. do like get an hour booking and you can give her and the, you listen the, to the DVD. No, no, listen to it. Give it to her as currency. Oh, you can go, <laughs> <laughs> use Topo to pay for strippers. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, and other riffs. So, <laughs> I have to have a shower uh, before we go to the. When gig. comedians get tired, so we need to. Yeah, <laughs> we're nearly done. Um, <laughs> LA Podcast Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess Charlie and uh, Charlie together at last. The greatest poster of all time. It's oh, how good is it? It's and the we're best gonna have poster. the t-shirts as well that are available. It's the best poster oh, ever. It's so good. Yeah. I know James Fosdyke doing just such a fucking great job. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, you can, you'll be able to buy those, and um, if you come to the podcast festival, we are up against the biggest podcast, the Sorry biggest podcast that. in the world. Up against the, but you know, someone had to be. I'm sure there's other football games that do well against the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody likes every podcast, right? So there could be plenty of people that don't like Marin. Right. And want to see something else. Sure. Okay. Well, we're something else. (laughs) That's like it. We're something else. (laughs) We're playing to the anti-Marin crowd. In fact, all the stuff we will do will just be (laughs) (laughs) anti-Marin. We know why you're here. I mean, I did it. I, I guess I did it to myself, too. I was like, right. I guess we can put that there. It's also so people in Australia can listen to it and watch yeah. it. Which so. is great. Like, you know, that's fantastic. Like, yeah. the idea of people being able to, like, live stream it and be yeah. part of it, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And we will try to imagine your laughs through the live stream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to our empty room. Anyway, it'll be great. Hey, I'm going on the road, Dave. Where are you going? Going on the road. Okay. Going to a whole bunch of places. I'm going to Dallas. I've heard of it. I'm going to Seattle. I'm going back to Parlor Live at Bellevue. Oh. Um, I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to Philly. Uh-huh. Uh, helium. Helium mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. I'm going back to Denver. Oh, nice. I'm going back to Cleveland. Uh-huh. I am going to Chicago and Rose. What room? In, which room in Chicago? Oh, Rosemont. Rosemont. Up by the airport. Yeah, there's two. There's one club that has two rooms. Has like Chicago and Rosemont or something like that. Is that right? Zanies, they, Zanies, Zanies? has downtown Chicago and yeah. Rosemont, and then it also has one out in the middle of nowhere. Right. So I'm doing those. Those. You're clubs? doing the. You're doing Rosemont. So anyway, this heaps. What yeah. I would say to people is, if you want to know the details of those, check my Twitter or my Facebook or sure. my website, and I will have all those details there. Um, I'm also touring back in Australia. I've got uh, Perth, Darwin, and Kalgoorlie. Justin's doing support for all those shows. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier in this podcast the muck around shows, the improv shows. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not going to publicize them like we're not going to do advertising and stuff about them really broadly. But for TOEFOP listeners, if you would like to come and see me do one of my improv shows, I'm going to do a little secret season mm. before Christmas at the, the Sydney Comedy Store and just do like Ooh. a week of, you know, completely improv shows. That's so cool. I just enjoyed it so much last year. I just wanted to do it again. So yeah. uh, we might film them. Maybe. Ah. I don't know. We haven't, we, we, we haven't quite worked out what we're going to do with them, but mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to do them. So sure. anyway, we, you know, maybe I'll record them and we can put them out at podcast. I don't, I don't really understand what I'm going to do, but right. it might be fun. Uh, and then uh, something really special in Sydney on January the 19th that I can't quite talk oh. about yet, but will be fantastic. And so mm. if you're a fan and you want to come to something really fucking cool, January 19th, keep it free. Like cool things for cool people? It's, like that cool? Well, not that cool. <laughs> not that cool, man. Just cool things for people who like me doing stand-up comedy. Uh, all right. Thanks very much, Dave. Uh, wh- what about you? The Dollop, people have to listen to The Dollop. It's fantastic. Gareth uh, Reynolds was back on the show. Uh, in fact, you know what? Maybe I'll put this one up before that. So oh, Gareth yeah. Reynolds will be on the show in the next couple of episodes. Uh, uh-huh. And he, he came over and did a really funny episode with me. He's just fucking He's brilliant. hilarious. Yeah, he's really, really funny. You're like a star discoverer. Thank you. Like I know that he was already around doing stuff, but you've like, I mean, seriously, you've kind of like, Every once in a while, you run it. You know, this uh, when I had my show in. Uh, I don't mean that in a patronizing way to Gareth, by the way, who no, was no, already doing mean. a bunch of good stuff. Like he's, you know, yeah, it wasn't like he was. But so many people at the moment are talking about how fucking well, he's hilarious Gareth brilliant. Reynolds is on podcasts. Yeah, and it's a bit out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's yeah. Mostly I, because I, he you, was on a small podcast, right. and I was like, this guy has to be bigger. Yeah, and then there's someone else, uh, Claudio Doherty, who I saw in. Australia and when I when I when I, my TV show was in development I was like I need to get her on this show yeah. I need to get her on this show and then that show went out but now she's in a Judd Apatow movie yeah so she's I mean she's just fucking it's funny it's sad that she I mean it's lucky that she found something to fall back to yeah I mean it probably would have been better to be in your imaginary thing right I mean it's but, always better to be in one of my fantasies right <laughs> than a Judd Apatow movie <laughs> I mean it's over for him right <laughs> yeah He's yeah, I know it's brilliant. We're going to go and see her tonight at Meltdown. So, yeah, very exciting. So, we've got to stop this podcast so I can have a shower. Uh, thanks for listening. Of course. Setlist uh, set on the 30th. Oh, yeah, yeah. This that, hasn't yeah, that's gone what up. I was asking you. Are you doing that? Hang on, which one? Setlist on the 30th. Where? Where is it? Meltdown. Maybe. I'll see if I can weasel my way. And I'm way opening in. for Cracker and Camper Ben Beethoven on the, I want to say the 18th. At Echoplex in Los Angeles. I know I'm doing some set lists in September when, when Lindsay Webb is over. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, check my check out Check your thing. Uh, anything else for you, Dave? Mm, nope. Okay. Uh, do you want to sign out? We are faux fistery. <laughs> <laughs>